And good afternoon. A very warm welcome to Lunchtime Learnings. I it was at my absolute pleasure to welcome Sophie Lang um, onto Lunchtime Learnings this morning. Um, Sophie has an agency down in Cornwall and is the letting expert and Cornwall-based property professional um, that set up her own business 11 years ago, has gone from herself to 10 colleagues and from um, to now manage over 500 properties, which I think is an absolutely incredible achievement. So congratulations to thank you. you. Um, that is brilliant. So welcome. Um, so I know I've just introduced you and given a few bits away, um, but tell us a little bit about yourself as well, anything that people may not know. Um, just before you start, there's two things I love what you've said. So you're the local lettings expert and you're a property professional. Um, I love that language because most people say they're estate agents or letting agents. Just out of interest, why did you and how did you come up with those words? So I, although I um, obviously I'm predominantly lettings, I have worked in a state agency across the board. So I have, you know, I've worked in sales offices. Um, I deal with property in general. It's not just lettings based. We do our job entails a lot more than that, <clears throat> um, even though it's lettings. So uh, property covers a wide range of things, um, everything from commercial HMOs. I think when people see lettings, they do Put you in a little box of you do just tenancy agreements but it, the job's a lot more than that so i see myself as a property professional more rounded um person i hope and and that's great but for me i just love the language because i think we are all property professionals whether we're dealing with people's biggest tax-free assets or whether we're helping landlords maximize their investments Absolutely. actually we are, we are property professionals so tell us how you first started then so, so I oh I started um, many many years ago. I was at university. Um, I was actually going to be a solicitor. That was my big my big aim in life. I loved uh, I loved that that vein. I like legislation. So I went to South Wales, um, and I studied for my law degree. Um, whilst I was doing that, I used to work part time um, in a in a letting a small independent letting agency. Um, just um, part time admin. Um, so you know, doing all the phones, viewings, little bits like that, but kind of on the side. Um, once I got my degree, I got accepted onto the legal practice course. So I took the next step to become a solicitor. That was my my focus. Um, but due to a family change, I had to come back to Cornwall for a little bit. Um, and I, I basically deferred a year. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll take up my, my part-time job as full-time. Um, so I took up full time as a negotiator and I never looked back. <laughs> um, I think that year I really enjoyed um, getting out there, seeing people. And I kind of realised how much was involved with the job that was kind of legal linked with tenancy agreements and contracts and the law. I mean, this was 16 years ago, so there wasn't as much law, but there still was. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the people and it meant I could stay in Cornwall because um, obviously one of the downsides to kind of the legal profession is it, there's not as many openings for professions available and you kind of generally have to leave the area and I love Cornwall um, so I started full-time and I, I ended up skipping my option to go on to back onto the legal practice course um, and I stayed with my little uh, the little independent called Hunters for Homes tiny little office uh, tucked away in Falmouth um, ticking along with residential lets um, I really enjoyed it. I was there for a few years and then we got purchased by a corporate. 
So um, our portfolios purchased and they kept us on. Well, there was only three of us, but they kept us on and we got uh, we got absorbed into Miller Countrywide um, in Falmouth. Um, so I saw a whole different side of agency going from a little independent run by a couple who, uh, you know, just kind of been doing it for a few years. It was their pension pot to, you know, corporate, which was a lot more target focused um, and, and on a much more large, like a larger scale. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning. Um, I always enjoy learning and you did get more opportunities with learning with the corporate. Uh, a lot more training, uh, you know, you learn a bit more about uh, various aspects we hadn't done before, like insurance sales and mortgage and all of that side of it. And we worked in a sales office, which I hadn't done before either. So I learned off the sales team there. Um, I was there for a good few years. Um, I became their top neg for the Southwest, which I loved. Um, and then um, three of the uh, estate agents I was working for um, branched off and opened Lewis Horton Wills. And then they took me aside and said, please, would you come and open our lettings department? So uh, 2011 it was, January, I walked into this office, laptop in hand, sat on a sofa. Um, I didn't even have a desk. <laughs> sat on the sofa from scratch and went, right, let's see how I can change it. I was only 25, so slightly naive. Um, probably. Um, but um, I think after working for an independent and then into a corporate, I I think um, at that time, Miller Countrywide started to split more. Um, so they uh, outsourced a lot of their uh, procedures and it lost the human element for me. Um, and I enjoy dealing with the clients day to day, speaking to them and getting to know them. And you give them a better service by knowing what their personal requirements are. Um, I do feel with corporate, nothing against corporates. They do a brilliant job. I just felt that more it was about figures and numbers and not about the person anymore. Um, so I opened in 2011 on my own and thought, right, let's give it a go. My estate agent colleagues knew nothing about lettings. They basically went, here you go, you're director of lettings give it give it a bash <laughs> um so yeah i was naive but i i knew what i was doing i'd been doing the job for a long time and um i'm quite a, a pragmatic person i sat down made plans uh, about what i needed what i needed to do and i wanted to make it a success um and i did have naturally some landlords follow me um because obviously they had moved from an independent to a corporate not necessarily by choice um and they um and obviously i'd grow i'd made relationships with these people um, for a long time. Um, so um, naturally I had some people come with me, but I had to graft um, and I had to work on my own till I got up to 50, 60 lets. Um, and then I took on my first staff, which was also extremely daunting, never done HR before. Um, had to interview, at 25 I was interviewing people a lot older than me, which was daunting because some people <clears throat> didn't like that very much. Um, obviously having a superior that's younger, um, even though I had the experience, I was still age-wise, um, I wasn't, you know, they, experience, unfortunately, they do look at you as how old you look and instead of exactly how many, how much you've been doing it for. So um, I, um, so yeah, that was a little daunting. Taking on staff has probably been my biggest challenge over the years, I think, as we've grown. Um, it's the side of the business I've had to learn um, ad hoc. Um, but yeah, we, um, I saw a niche in the market where we were. I was doing well on residential um and uh one of my competitors closed down their student lettings department because we have a big university here which is um it's Falmouth University but it also has aspects of Exeter University um so it was growing um and it got its university status um and yeah my one of my nearest rivals decided that they 
the HMO world was a bit too complicated and they didn't really want to go into it. So I saw a bit of an opportunity and thought, right, let's let's do some courses, learn some things and see what I can do. And I took on my first student property in 2000, end of 2011. So I was only still in my first year. Um, and now that's grown to quite a big uh, part of the business. So now we've got 165 um, student houses. So about 600 students we look after. Um, and then all the rest of the properties are residential. So we've got two arms of the lettings business. Um, I really enjoy the HMO side. I know a lot of agents shy away from it um, because it's quite complex. And um, But again, it kind of feeds into my learning side. I enjoyed learning, getting the courses up together and kind of seeing where the open was. Um, I also saw an opening with students where they were being treated by some as a lesser tenant. Um, they were tarnished with a brush of their students, they're this, they're that, you know, don't deal with them, they're messy. Um, and I felt, because I'd been a student myself, um, I felt that that was not right and that they should have the same standard of accommodation that everybody else has. And um, obviously legislation's changed <clears throat> in recent years to kind of up standards, but I wanted students to have a good standard accommodation and a good level of service as well, not to be palmed off <clears throat> because they're students. Um, so it's really nice to be able to um, offer that kind of service. And we grew naturally through that because we became quite popular as a as a um, accommodation provider. Um, so, yeah, now we're really busy. <clears throat> obviously, with the HMO changes, we've now got 65 licensable HMOs, which obviously come with a new level of service that's required. Um, but again, we enjoy it. We've got the best um, in the agency. I make sure all of our staff are well trained and got qualifications. So they know exactly what they're doing. I think that's one of my tips is uh, making sure you, the staff you bring on, you train them correctly and make sure they know what they're saying and know what they're doing and that they're giving the correct advice to your clients because that's what they want. They hire an agent to know what they're doing so they don't have to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've grown and grown and, um, yeah, we've reached a really good point after 11 years. We're, um, we're, 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 going, we're going well in our local, are well-known, um, got a good reputation um, and we've got a really good team, a strong team. So, um, yeah, really proud. Good. So you should be right. All you've done is just given me loads more questions to ask you now. <laughs> so thank you. So I'm going to unpick everything you said. So I'm going to go back right to the beginning where you became the top neck. So yes. congratulations. Um, what tips? So there's people watching this that are maybe just starting getting into lettings, getting into sales. Um, what do people need to do to become a top negotiator i mean you obviously had some fantastic qualities to get you there i love the fact everything you keep on bringing down to is training and self-development and i think you're spot on i think there's a massive massive lesson here you are definitely a self-developer not a shelf developer where you go at courses and everything gets put on the shelf uh, that's fantastic so we'll talk about your learning in a bit but i'm just fascinated to know um what qualities do you feel um, people watching this need to be to become a, a top negotiator, please. I think for a negotiator, one of the most important assets you have is your personality. Um, people buy into your personality um, to be obviously as a listing neg, but you have to 
you have to forge relationships with your client, the landlord and tenants because they have to trust you and know that you're looking for property. Um, and it's spotting those opportunities where there's not necessarily an obvious opportunity. So, you know, if a tenant approaches you or a potential tenant and they're looking for a certain property, it's looking what you've got available and, and thinking, oh, they wouldn't look at that on paper, but let's get them through the door and have a look because it could be something they like. Um, obviously, markets have changed down here. We are lucky. Um, are especially at the moment low stock you don't have to um encourage many people through the door um they want to get there but back when i was doing that you had to work harder to let properties um and you had to get out there meet people um and really be a people person um and make those matches it's also about being in the office and being really present there's people that go and do their job and it's just a job so they walk in the door they sit they answer the phone they do that but it's going above and beyond for people to um, actually pick up that phone make the call I do find a lot of people now rely on emails and uh, and kind of uh, synthetic conversation whilst actually actually talking to a person makes a really big difference find out about them um, a bit more and you can then match them to property better um, I do think it's really about making those relationships with people to make yourself stand out Okay. Why do you think it is people are reluctant now to pick up the phone and just utilize utilize email? Because I agree with you 100%. You know, I just think... by having conversations, actually seeing you, building that relationship, building that rapport, mm. to me, is so much better. Yeah, I think people, um, it's become easier to, you know, send an instant message um, than pick up the phone. I think the art of conversation is um is lessing i think that i mean looking at younger people obviously when i was younger we didn't have facebook we didn't have social media um so i can't imagine living in that world where everything's quite digital but we're finding it with our obviously our younger tenants now our student tenants they do do prefer digital um they want their application form so they can fill it out on their phone um but they lose the art of conversation a little bit and i feel you get more of someone from their conversation you can you can misread an email or a text you can misread the tone um you can uh, you can misinterpret it whilst if you're talking face to face it's very difficult to do that because you've got body language and expression and tone that you don't get in an email um and i think you get a better result i mean with our clients um i would encourage staff to pick up the phone to them if we want something i.e if we need something doing or we're suggesting a proactive maintenance for example you're more likely to get that if you speak to them face to face or on the phone than on an email on an email it's very easy to disregard someone whilst uh, face to face, you can't. <laughs> I agree. Okay, brilliant. So, thanks for sharing all those tips to be what it takes to be a top negotiator. Um, then you started off. Um, I appreciate you. Obviously, you were very good at your job because some landlords came and um, came with you, which is always nice um, and makes it easy. Um, but again, there's people on here. You know, you've mentioned actually that um, stock is a challenge at the moment to find new landlords. You obviously have ended up over the last um, 11 years um, building up to 500 over 500 managed properties. You know, what tips can you share with um, letting agents watching this now um, to to get more landlords? Yeah, landlords is a trust building exercise. Um, they have to trust you. This is their asset. This is, um, you know, this is not just a paper exercise for them. This is something that is either their main income or, or supplements their income. So they have to 
trust you to look after it and know what you're doing. Um, I think looking for examples, I mean, a lot of landlords I've nurtured over time and I know my team are excellent at nurturing landlords. Um, I've got three young negs and they are fantastic at uh, going out there and you might get landlord let only because they're convinced that they can manage it, but you nurture that landlord over time and they will turn to fully manage eventually once they trust you and know that you do the job for them. Um, getting in, getting through the door is your first challenge. If you, if I could get any of my negs through the door, I know we're pretty much that instruction will become ours if it's a, a landlord in a position. But it's getting them through the door. So our team are, especially at the moment, in a low stock kind of situation you have to go outside the box you've got to look for leads where you wouldn't normally look for them so at the moment we utilize social media landlord groups um you know be that person that they come to for advice if they go to you for advice and trust your advice you'll get the instruction um so getting your name out there like on my linkedin where i'm cornwall property professional cornwall property expert like make sure your face is out there and people know who you are um go to meetings um introduce yourself around your let only landlords are a great source of instructions because they've they already like you you've you've kind of got halfway there you just need to convert it to full manage to show that their job is easier if they hand it over to you um but yeah low stock market is it is a harder market but it, there are ways and means and there are properties and landlords out there you just have to get your foot through the door and i think trust and sharing your knowledge and showing that you care is one of the ways to do that and you, and you make a really interesting point there i know there's a lot of property investor networking groups out there and i've had this conversation with people that actually run them and mm. say, can you tell me how many um, letting agents turn up at these? Mm. And they say, I've yeah. never seen the, I've never seen a letting agent out there. So for me, a property investor networking um, session, and I think you can just Google it and find yeah. one whether there's in your yeah. area. They're, they're usually locally runs. So you can find out when your nearest one is, and you know, just turn up and and eventually, if you get in with the organisers, they might ask you to speak. Um, about you know some particular issue that's in your area at the moment we had article four come in a few years ago so come and speak tell them about it if they then hear you talk and you care and they'll talk to you more they're that you're the person they go to so you're more likely to get their instruction when they decide they are investing or that they don't want to look after it themselves if they're self-managing so you also spoke about social media to try and find landlords now there's a friend of both of ours <laughs> called megan 18 um, who's very good at that she's very um, good at that <laughs> and if anybody's not following Megan 18 they need to uh, she does the most amazing TikTok videos but they're very educational um, mm. they're also a bit of fun as well but there's a serious point to them mm. um, for me you know we were saying beforehand that actually um, Megan's social profile has been raised considerably where she's now the most popular person in the state agency and letting agency that everybody wants to interview and have on their podcasts. And that's you know. brilliant. And that's just from getting her face out there. And obviously she's got a great personality, so people warmed her immediately, but she is giving out good information and people will go to her for advice. Um, and already she's 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 already halfway there because she's known and she's got, so she, yeah, following social media is a massive tool for people at the moment. Okay, so again, you know, and I've seen there's another agent who was on Property Industry I. I think if you go in and type in TikTok there, there's somebody, again, that gives, like, really useful tips mm -hmm. in a fun way, all yeah. on compliance, helping landlords. And you're right, you're building up this trust. You're showing yeah. that you're 
got person that state agents and letting agents they do have personalities as well they are they are exceptional at their job um which i think is you know absolutely fantastic but again on social what else are you doing so we can see what megan's doing is there anything that's re working really well from you on social yeah, a lot for me on social, because obviously I'm not as confident in front of the camera and not as, in fairness, I need Megan to give me some TikTok tutorials because it's not a medium I'm on. I, I do have a profile, but I haven't done anything much on it yet. Um, but yeah, I, I, for me, it's getting involved in the conversation. Make sure people see your name when you come up, when you're talking, when there's been an issue or an article, or um, especially in the local Facebook groups where you've got landlords on. If you're part of those, there's so many groups you can join that are local to you of landlord networks. Um, and if you're in there having the conversation, answering questions, if people have got them and giving advice, then that gets your name out there. And I think that's really important. I mean, it takes half an hour of your day in the morning to check through your Facebook groups and see if anyone's put a question and just put a response and say, oh, give me a call if you've got any any questions, just kind of get your name out there and your face. And if you're giving the advice, then you demonstrate, you know what you're talking about. So you're more likely to get people to come and talk to you yeah you're that you're that trusted property professional that you talked yeah. about that local property expert at the beginning and again you know very topical the court of appeal in the Norfolk case mm -hmm. um you know again that's something that um as letting agents you can get out there and start talking about it and show that you know stuff that's very topical that's going on that obviously is going to help people as well yeah, absolutely. And especially something like that, which landlords generally wouldn't be overly aware of unless they, you know, read all the industry um, kind of news. Um, but yeah, things like that, it's good. So you're on the pulse, you know what's going on, you, you're kind of, you're wary and you can keep your landlords informed so they know what happens before the general public may do. Brilliant. Thank you. So going from one, yourself, to employing um, over 10 colleagues, you said as a challenge. So, yes. um, so again, what lessons have you learned on recruitment? Again, what advice can you give when you're interviewing um, and looking for the right people? So tips on those, please. The main thing for me is I first was looking for people with experience and wanted someone who already fit into the box of they've been an egg for so long but i found that those people don't necessarily exist recruitment is really hard in our industry to find people with the experience that want to move from where they are so for me i found it more important to look for um people with the transferable skills so you've got to look for the key skills you need in this area. So depending on where you're um, recruiting for, so negotiators, you need someone with really good customer service, communication skills, um, eager to learn, um, enthusiastic, bubbly person. And it's all about personality. I feel more than your direct experience. Um, for our maintenance, property maintenance team, you need to be organized. You need to be able to communicate well. Um, it's those key skills you need that necessarily won't come from direct experience, but come from experience in other roles. I mean, uh, to be honest, everyone I have here in the office right now, none of them had previous experience in our sector, none of them. Um, and the main things we look for were transferable skills and uh and fit in ability which is a word one of my colleagues made up um <laughs> but the, when you work as a team as closely as we do we do a job together i feel lettings is extremely team orientated unlike you know a state agency which can be a bit more one-man band and on your own um lettings has to be a team effort 
because you're all doing a job for the same landlord and you're all working towards the same aim. So all of our commissions and bonuses are all team because we work together. Um, and you have to fit in with one another. We spend more time with each other than our own families. So you have to fit in with everybody and get on and be a team player. Um, and it's worked really well um, to look for those things rather than the direct experience. Um, and it means we've built a team that is also moldable. So um, I'm really big on, um, on giving your team um, a continued professional development and also um, getting them qualifications. So my two managers, I have a compliance manager just because we've got so many HMOs, it's really important to have someone who solely completes on compliance and she's amazing. She will read legislation all day long. She's like me, we geek out over, over very boring pieces of paper, but it means we can then train our staff down um, and make it more you know, manageable and more understandable. Um, and uh, I've got four of my staff already have their level three um, in pre level three certificate in residential and lettings and property management. Um, I've currently, I'm almost got my level four. <laughs> I've got a couple more exams to go. Uh, and then my two managers are currently undertaking their level four, they've just started. So um, we do a structure where all the staff get, because I think it's really important if they've got that knowledge that they've already got the skills, they just need the knowledge um, to be able to then implement it and obviously give our clients a good service. Um, so we work really hard on CPD in our company um, and, you know, giving them the tools to do their job. And are they doing that during working hours? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, um, <clears throat> we have a study room um, in our office. We're very lucky to have a, it's a small office that was being unused. We turned it into a study room so people could have. So we try and get staff to take at least an hour a week um, per staff member in that room where they're either doing a webinar or doing some uh, training we've implemented or they're uh, or they're looking at um, uh, they're doing their studying towards a, an actual certificate so like I said all, all of them bar two staff are currently aiming towards their level three um, we also do um, monthly quizzes um, we try and keep it light because obviously lettings can be a bit heavy, especially with the legislation at the moment. And not everyone takes information by just reading um, a sheet of paper and taking in. Some people prefer more visual or, you know, more entertaining ways of doing things. So Charlotte, our compliance manager, she sets up every month. We do a quiz at the end of the month. So there's an afternoon where office closes for training. We go into our conference room and we have a quiz on. She set a topic every month, for example. It would be uh, right to rent checks was our last one. So um, we then organise a quiz. She gives them all the material saying you'll be quizzed on this material, but we make it fun. She throws in a few um, general knowledge questions just to mix it up a bit. And there's prizes and it's just they're learning, but not in that rigid way and they take in the information a lot better um, and it's good for a refresh for everybody I do it um, <laughs> it's good for a refresh and everyone to know what's going on and it also then opens up conversation especially with like right to rent that can be a bit more um, grey in areas we then open up conversation we talk about it and once people ask questions they learn more because they're genuinely interested we found that works really well um, with the team uh, so yeah really I enjoy it <laughs> You know what? I love that. Um, 
for me, the best agents practice before they play. They just don't turn up and talk to their landlords and, you know, they don't have a clue about the right to rent or a gas safety certificate or a smoke detectors or carbon monoxide. You know, you're trusted, you know what you're talking about. You don't go, uh, 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 let me come back to you. Um, and I think it's brilliant. I, I think it's great to hear. For me as a trainer, it's very refreshing to hear that you're giving uh, an hour a week um, per staff member I think that's fantastic to go and study um, you would what I describe as a learn it all business rather than a know it all business um, which you know which is fantastic and you know I wish there were more companies out there that are doing it because that's going to make a you know massive difference what what always gets me is what do most people think about letting agents and estate agents no swearing but um <laughs> But the truth is, we are, whether it's on sales to be entrusted, well, sales and lettings, we're trusted to deal with people's biggest tax-free asset or to maximise their investment. And yet most people think estate agents are charlatans. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the amount of level of work that you have to put in for, you know, your level threes, your level fours, um, to make sure, you know, you're a specialist in HMOs, make sure you have a student's lettings as well. I don't think people really understand what letting agents and sales agents do in particular. And if um, letting agents and estate agents can get that message out, then hopefully we won't be seen as charlatans. We'd be seen as um, trusted professionals, um, property professionals, local property experts in our field of expertise. So I think it's fantastic. I love the monthly quizzes as well, because that's going to sharpen everybody's skills though. And it, and it's um, great. And the afternoon once a month for training. I think mm. it's, it's fantastic. So I can see why you are so successful. I think that um, obviously we've got two departments, we've got our front of house negs and then our maintenance, but I feel you all need to have the same level of knowledge. Because if you're going out to win an MA, you need to explain what we do on our compliance and our management side. And if you're a management talking to a landlord, they could have a property and you need to know about the front end and you could get an instruction through, you know, meeting someone or talking to a tenant. I mean, we've won quite a few instructions from tenants who've become landlords and then instructed us because of how we dealt with them as a tenant. And that's really important to, you know, always be working both sides of the business all the time. hundred percent. So um, I can tell you're a firm believer in um, people being qualified. I know you obviously um, part of a, the property executive for Cornwall region. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, what does that involve? Why did you decide that I can, I know the answer because I can hear it and see, listen to your passion and your personality, but what's the benefits of joining an organization, um, a la Property Mark, um, and what's stopping people from doing it, do you think? I think um, I think Property Mart is a, is a great organisation. It's uh, I mean during lockdown, I don't know what I would have done without Property Mart to be honest. With the amount of information and, and lobbying they did during that time, but I've been a member since before then. For me, it's it's a stamp of showing that we are we we strive to a higher standard um, and that we care and we want to give a better service and be knowledgeable and make sure we're up to date on everything and that we're doing all we can to show what we do property market's great because the amount of people i mean since i've become an executive i didn't really know the behind the scenes stuff um the amount of work that property mark do is absolutely insane um 
I mean, from the top, Nathan, obviously CEO now, he's doing an amazing job with getting the message out there and shouting about what Property Mark actually do. I mean, a lot of their work isn't just for their members, it's for the whole industry, um, especially during COVID when they lobbied, um, you know, for business rate relief and they lobbied for uh, commissions to be included in furlough payments. That affected non-members as well as members um, and they don't shout about it enough so they're looking to change that um, but I think um, I mean as an exec my job is to be the feet on the ground we're in the market every day all day in different areas of the country because obviously we've got 30 to 40 execs and we're all across the country so every, no market is the same my market's completely different to say Megan's who's in Reading um, so it's good for Property Mart to feed that in to know exactly what issues real agents and landlords are facing so they know where to put their resources they know what to lobby they know what the biggest issues are at the time so I feed back from members in Cornwall about the issues we're facing so currently as everyone is low stock but we've also got issues with short-term lets holiday lets um, and so that's kind of niche to our area and other seaside areas but it's it's feeding back so then property park know what resources are needed and where they need to be putting their energy with government um and that's really important because they're working for all the members then not just the ones they know about they're hearing about the whole spectrum um and that's my job is to feed back and 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 be the eyes and ears for property mark in this area Okay, brilliant. Thank you. So there's a little shout out for Property Mark and Arla. So definitely, um, I mean, for me, I think we're going to go down the route where everybody is needs to be um, licensed. So you're going to mm -hmm. you're going to be a licensed um, letting agent or a licensed estate agent. So do it now. Get ahead yeah, of a get, get ahead of a game, especially with Rupa. How it's changed in our in our in our sector in the last even 10 15 years the legislations you know it's too right I, I completely support the fact that we needed to be more regulated and property standards needed to come up um but these risks are so high now for landlords and and sellers um i mean we're talking large fines we're talking uh, prison sentences in some instances especially on the letting side if they don't do you know simple compliance um I mean, you need an agent that knows what they're doing and they're, they're your protection against that. Um, and we are prof as professional as solicitors. The amount of legislation we need to know is the same as a solicitor that specifies in a certain area, say family law. It's the same level. We study as hard. It may not be, you know, not a degree, but we're studying all the time um, and we have to learn all the time and keep up to rest. So that needs to be recognised um, and the only way you can recognise that is by by getting everyone to be, you know, licensed and to have a qualification. So, I mean, you, you mentioned that maybe Property Mark don't shout enough about that. But do us as letting agents shout enough about that to yeah. share and impart the knowledge? So, again, you know, we're talking about mm -hmm. social media and, you know, are we demonstrating to people a life in the day of Sophie? You know what Sophie yeah. has to go through to learn and the compliance um, and all of this. So actually, we're educating our landlords that you are dealing with a property professional, mm -hmm. a local expert who's incredibly knowledgeable. 
But I think that's an opportunity for letting agents to get that message out more to actually show, you know, it may well be, I'm going to give you some ideas now and you're going to go, oh, Stephen, I hate doing videos and social media. <laughs> but actually showing that that afternoon off or somebody doing an hour for studying and what they're doing and putting it on social so that landlords actually understand yeah. what you're doing. You know, yeah, you don't, true. you don't, you just don't put a property on um, on a portal and it lets itself. Actually, there's so much for for, and you know, one of the things and, you know, I spoke about on the estate agent podcast on sales that mm. I've got a 54 point plan of mm. what you do for the services in your investment. And again, anybody listening to this, get in contact with me, and I'll happily share that with you. You know, lettings that's double you know it's well over 100 things that you actually do when you win the instruction but how good do we actually demonstrate that to the landlords to say you know we're doing 104 things you know i've got to make sure you're compliant with your gas certificate your, your, your legionnaires your deposit registering your deposit your epc your gas safety etc etc so again i think there's a massive opportunity for people listening or watching to demonstrate okay. that I agree and it is changing um I think with social media now and more people jumping onto the TikTok and things it is getting the message is starting but more needs to be done definitely we need to be shouting more about what we do and how complicated it is and you know and actually what we give back um to everybody um because we're not you know like you like you said back in the 90s you could sign a piece of paper and that'd be a tenancy agreement and hand over the keys and your job's done but it's uh it's nothing like that anymore okay my dog's joining in now so <laughs> i'm just i'm just gonna shut the door so one of them's opened it <laughs> there you go so you can tell you can tell it's live so. <laughs> He, does, he doesn't like the hoover. That's what it is. <laughs> so um, final question for you then. And thank you for being an amazing guest and sharing so much. Um, you talk a lot about um, self-development and learning. Um, again, you know, are there any good courses out there, webinars, books you've read, podcasts that you listen to that you would recommend to anybody listening or watching, please? Yeah, I mean, there's some great content out there at the moment. There's some really good content um, creators as well. So Megan, obviously, we've spoken about her already, but she's got her Lettings in a Nutshell podcast, which is great. And she's got some really good like guests and kind of talking about all aspects of lettings. Um, the In Cornwall, we have the Cornwall Property Podcast, um, which is great, um, a bit uh, that I've been listening to recently. A um, lot focused on sales, but really good information in there. Um, I do a lot of webinars. I mean, there's so much free content out there for, for agents now. Um, you know, you just have to pop into LinkedIn and there's, you know, webinars from Good Lord, from, uh, from Kerfuffle, uh, obviously Property Mark. I mean, their resources um, are great. Uh, if you pop onto their website, they've got so many courses from, from business development to sales techniques to legislation. It's not just about um, you know the learning the legislation there's stuff about actually rounding yourself off as a better agent I mean they're doing courses on social media with Amanda O'Brien which is great about content creation and and <clears throat> how to up your profile on social media um, so yeah I really I think LinkedIn is is a great place to find these webinars and information brilliant well look thank you so much for your time 
you've been brilliant i look forward to the next time we speak you've got a thousand managed properties so no pressure and you've um tripled tripled your colleagues as well um so thanks for your time have a lo thanks. lovely afternoon if people want to get hold of you or have a chat with you where can they find you yeah you can find me on linkedin sophie lang um you can also find me on facebook uh and obviously at my office but all my contact details are on linkedin Brilliant. Thanks very much. Thank you all for watching. Have a good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you're watching it. And um, I look forward to you um, joining us on the next episode. Thanks very much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.